Well, another day, another podcast episode. Welcome back to this lonely bitch. This is Ava, your host. If you listen to the trailer for this podcast, I was upset. I just finished crying and I was laying in bed. And um, I thought, maybe I'll start a podcast. And I'll start it like this. Well, folks, I'm upset. I just finished crying. I'm laying in bed again. But I'm not face down this time. Just, uh, just in the fetal position. <laughs> Slightly less pathetic. <laughs> yeah, I've been really sensitive. So I didn't, I didn't publish an episode this week on Tuesday, like I've been trying to. I've just been like really sensitive. I didn't realize I was sensitive until someone pointed it out to me today, indirectly. <laughs> and then I thought about it for a few hours, trying not to be defensive. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I have been feeling really sensitive. I deleted this chat app. It's actually not just for chatting, it's for meeting up as well, but I just use it for chatting. Can I tell you what happened? I had a conversation with this one guy in Tel Aviv, and, you know, it was a racy conversation. And then he started saying, like, really sweet things. And I was like, what is this thing I'm feeling? What's what's happening? What what is this sensation? And I wasn't aroused. I wasn't excited. I'm like, oh my god, this guy is making me feel special and beautiful in this anonymous chat. This anonymous sex chat. And I'm like, I feel special and beautiful right now. Holy hell. (laughs) When was the last time I made love to a man and felt special and beautiful? It's been a long time. It's been a really long time. It's been too long, I could say. And it got me thinking about all these things that I am not prioritizing, like, these are things that a person should be prioritizing. You should feel special. You should feel super sexy, super turned on, sexually satisfied and special. You should prioritize that at the very least and aim to get there. It's not even something that was on my radar, you know? Oh, well. That's really nice. And then it made it impossible for me to carry on with anyone else because it made me realize, oh, this is not actually what I want. It served its purpose, but this isn't, this isn't what I want. So then I downloaded Tinder. (laughs) More of not what I want. Um, I haven't used Tinder since 2018. 
fall of 2018 in Krakow, very briefly. But the last guy I met on Tinder actually dated in New York just before I left. He was fine. Yeah, I haven't met anyone on Tinder. The conversations are terrible. And the conversations are terrible because I'm in Turkey. Most people don't speak English. Or if they do, they're not fluent. Uh, yeah, so... But I'm on Tinder. I'm I'm letting the universe know that I am available. <laughs> I am available. Yeah, but I've been really paranoid because I feel like I'm getting a lot more male attention. And I think it's because, you know, maybe everyone has seen me on Tinder. <laughs> oh, actually, in the anonymous chat app, there was one guy and he... Like, what? so you have to match in order to send a message. But what some people do is they pay to, like, be able to message you without waiting for you to match with them. I think they do this on Tinder, too. Um, so this guy did this on the anonymous chat app. And he was really handsome. And But he sent me, like, he sent me a bunch of messages. And he sent me a bunch of photos. And none of them were, like, photos of him. Only his profile photo was his photo. And he was handsome. And I was like, I looked at his thing and I was like, he's tall and he's handsome and he's single. I don't know. And then I, I looked at the photos and I was like, none of these are real photos. This guy's not real. You know, the profile photo looked like a real photo, but the other photos were definitely like still images from some porn website. <laughs> Do you like how casually I'm talking about this? Anyway, so... I just deleted the comment. I deleted the messages and I blocked it. <laughs> and then I swear to God, I swear to God, this actually happened. So I went, like, I changed my routine. Usually I go to this one coffee shop because they have seating that's in direct sunlight. So I get like a nice, you know, hit of vitamin D. It's one of the first things I do when I leave for the day. But instead of going to this coffee shop... Uh, I went to go get a waffle, like a sweet waffle, you know, and some tea because my stomach was bothering me and I wanted like something that wasn't going to upset. What <laughs> so I wanted something that wasn't going to accept, upset my stomach, but I needed to like snack on something. So I went to this place and this tall, handsome gentleman walks by me and looks at me like looking at me. And I was like, oh, that guy's handsome. And I was like, holy shit, that's the guy. <laughs> that's the guy I just blocked because I didn't believe he was real. <laughs> oh, it's too bad. Too bad. <laughs> anyway, this place is that small. It's the, the population is like 2 million. I think the registered population is 2 million. And it's probably closer to like 200 like 2.5, 2, you know, 2.2, 2.5, but it's pretty small. <laughs> I don't have my photo on that app, but it's pretty easy to know who I am if you have suspicions. Anyway, I deleted it and I hid my ad. I didn't, del I didn't delete my account. I just deleted the app and took my ad down.
Uh, because I'm back to... I don't know. Not dating. I mean, I needed that last guy because I wasn't feeling, like, sexy and attractive. And I needed that, you know? Like, it, sometimes I need that. It's, like, a way for me to get my power back. Um, like you know how Stella got her groove back <laughs> except I went with like the pudgy middle-aged man instead of like the hot young guy which is wrong I should have gone for the hot young guy he's gone now <laughs> yeah ah there's so much there's so much that I wanted to talk about. I've tried to record this new episode so many times. Um, and it just never felt right. But I think, like, one of the things that I'm discovering about myself is that, you know, I think a huge reason I'm able to talk to you this way and a huge reason I want to have a family now is because I think, um, like, I have always been very independent. And growing up, I'm one of six kids. I was ignored a lot, you know. I did have sisters. I spent a lot of time reading, and then my sisters much older they got married they had kids and I have a brother who's just a bit older than me and he's always um shall we say problematic so there just wasn't a lot of attention on myself and my younger sister who's a little over a year younger than me and I feel very much like we raised ourselves but she is better at community at like developing community I feel like she has better friendships than I do um maybe not always healthy but like at least intimate if messy <laughs> um and me not so much maybe I don't know maybe anyway so we were just kind of on our own and you know I think like what I told myself was like it doesn't matter that I like feel so alone because I can you know be good for myself and figure that out and I mentioned that I'm an astrologer and having something like astrology basically says I have to cough hi so having something like astrology that basically says that everyone is completely unique and everyone is here for a reason we have very specific contributions to make to this world you know I always say that um, every person is a thread in the fabric in the tapestry of humanity it's an essential, we are all an essential thread in the tapestry of humanity. And, um, you know, having something like that gave me 
like a lot of strength really to continue to be myself and to not let depressive episodes really take a hold of me even though they they did I don't know but not not I mean obviously I'm still here so you know having something like that gave me the strength I think I always kind of had this like inner strength but I think what I did was like make other people less important because I don't know just like convince myself that what other people think of me and you know just that I didn't need other people as long as I had myself right as long as I was on my own side not that I was always on my own side so that's something I'm also still always getting better and better at so now the last couple of years the last couple of years have brought me to where I am today, to where we are right now. And I would say a huge discovery I made in the last like five, six years was that I was so lonely. And, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd created this life where I was so self-reliant and I didn't know what I was doing to myself, you know, that I was just creating the situation where I started to need people but instead of reaching out to people I was so committed to this idea of being lonely I was so committed to seeing myself as a loner I guess and I I wouldn't I didn't even know how I would have reached out to other people like I remember I started seeing a therapist and she's like yeah it makes sense because like, think about it, it's not something you're wired to do, right? You're just not wired that way, so we're going to try to help wire you. I fired her. But we had some fun. It was art and music therapy. Do you hear a call to prayer? I hope this is not, like, haram to record while call to prayer is going. I think I'm not supposed to sing, but... As, as melodic as my voice sounds, I'm not actually singing. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so that means that I really have to function in a totally different way. And I have to show up in, a world, in the world in a totally different way. And I have to, one, accept the fact that I need people and that I want to feel care and love and admiration and respect and nurturing, nurture. I want to feel nurtured by others. All of the above and more. I have to accept the fact that that is something I want. And I know that sounds like obvious, but for someone like me, that brings up really weird feelings, really weird feelings. I would even say that it has brought up feelings of disgust. I don't know why, okay? Um, 
but I have been on an emotional journey these last few weeks. <laughs> yeah. So like to even admit that I want that care from others is fucking hard for me to accept, right? And okay, I have to show up in the world differently so that I won't feel lonely. What's going to make me feel not lonely? It's the care from others and allowing myself to care for others. That reciprocity, you know? Have you ever seen the film Me and You and Everyone We Know? And the little boy, I think he draws a picture. There's a little boy who draws a picture and it's two butts. (laughs) Two butts facing each other. And he's like, that's us. We're going to poop back and forth forever and ever. (laughs) I mean, that's a form of reciprocity. And you are technically dealing with people's shit when you accept a relationship with them, right? Anyone. Uh, yeah so that's that's really weird can i tell you okay so in 2018 i was in ukraine in lviv and i dated a guy there briefly 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 and one day he was driving me home and he said basically not verbatim but like like you're just traveling around the world looking for love right it sounds like not a huge thing to say but the way he said it it was the way he said it like i don't take you seriously because you are just the sad woman traveling around looking for love you know and i felt really bad and he dropped me off i was staying at this hostel that had private rooms it was really cute it was close to the opera house and they have like these pods so i was staying there but because i never plan ahead I had to switch to the dorm that night for one night and then I could go back to a pod the next night. This is travel, travel drama. (laughs) And so I wanted to cry. I wanted to be alone and cry, but I couldn't because I was in the dorm. So I stood outside the hostel on the street. It was a dark, narrow street. Lviv is so pretty. Lots of cobblestone streets, charming, small poorly lit <laughs> um very romantic and so i sit outside the door and i was like yeah maybe first i was like shit i'm not some woman traveling around looking for love and i was like yeah maybe i am and what's wrong with that you know and i realized that i had this underlying feeling of like you are fucking sad and pathetic if you want love you know like i'm sad and pathetic if i want love and like what the fuck right okay, like, we don't have to psychoanalyze me and go into why I would believe that. But I, it was so important because I needed to know that that was a belief that I had, right? That was, like, living inside my body. And so I stood there and I cried and I cried and I cried and I cried for, like, a good 20 minutes. And then I looked up and I see two pairs of eyes looking right at me. There was a stoop a building across the street. A stoop is like the stairs in front of a house, in front of a building, okay? There was a stoop. These two fucking Middle Eastern guys were sitting there. One was from Iraq. The other one, I don't know where the friend was from. They were, I talked to them later. Um, one of them was a dentist from Iraq. 
and I forget where his friend was from where his friend was from because okay there was no street lighting and it was dark and I didn't fucking see these guys and they were sitting there watching me cry the whole time and they were staying at the hostel and we were staying in the same door <laughs> they never mentioned it the dentist I found out he was a dentist because I brush, I, I use um, an electric toothbrush and I use a Sonicare, which is like a really nice one. And he commented on it. He was like, oh, nice toothbrush. <laughs> uh, he was, he was handsome actually. Yeah. But I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? These fucking dudes have been sitting in there the whole time. I didn't see them because they have dark skin and it's dark on the street. <laughs> I've just been crying like a baby. <laughs> yeah. But it's funny. So that was in 2018. And shortly after that, I got into the relationship with my last boyfriend. And okay, it didn't go well. But I say it's like a baby learning how to walk. You know, I stood up and I fell. I tried to stand up, I tried to walk, and I fell. That's fine that's fine it's normal totally fine you just gotta stand up again <sighs> anyway also about that relationship you know it's funny okay so I'm, I'm all over the place okay so the disgust like thinking about wanting these things has this time around brought up feelings of disgust like holy shit like do I actually think not only in 2018 I thought I was sad and pathetic okay I realized that I thought I was sad and pathetic then in 2023 five years later I realize that I have some underlying feeling of disgust shame disgust disgust actual disgust disgust <sighs> anyway so I've been like trying to work through that and then one day I actually got sick and I threw up and I told one of the girls here I'm at a hostel by the way so another one so one of the girls here I've become quite good friends with the staff and I was telling um, one of them that I threw up the night before she goes oh that's disgusting and I was like, yes, it was disgusting. It was disgusting. And then I took it easy that day. That was the same day I had the waffle because I, I needed something in my belly that wasn't going to upset my belly. And then I went to the park and I laid down on a park bench because on a sunny day, on a sunny, warm day, what's better? What is better than laying down on a park bench and listening to some music. Few things are better than that, you know? If you love a city, I love it. So I found a nice bench. <laughs> I laid down. And then I started to think about my ex-boyfriend. And I heard a voice say to me, what made you think you deserved that? <laughs> Just like that. What made you think you deserved that? And then I started crying. I was already like sensitive and emotional because I was sick the night before and I'd been throwing up. So, you know, 
I started crying. And then, like, I'm, like, answering whatever this voice is. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what made me think I deserve that. <laughs> I don't know. Why did I think I deserve that? I don't know. That was a nice little moment. And I've just been feeling, like, fragile since then. But, like, not bad. I don't know. I don't know if, I feel like it's so... Like, if you tell people that you're feeling vulnerable or fragile, like, their instinct is to take that feeling away. And I think, like, for me, it's so important to let myself be openly vulnerable and fragile. I feel like this is exactly the way I want to move through the world. And the more I can do this, the more, I guess, the closer I get to accomplishing the ultimate goal. But I, I think when, when I get there, I'll be dead. So I need, I need another 60 years, at least. 60, 70 years, I'm looking forward to. <sighs> Anywho, so that's what's going on with me. Um, this is related to an exercise that I did in calling in the one, but this episode has gone on forever. So I'll tell you about it another time, okay? Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Hugs and kisses. And as Vicky would say, Ciao for now.